Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. Hey everyone. So today is letter 10 on the podcast and I'm excited to talk about this one. I really didn't think that it was going to be so in depth until like the fourth time I read it. (laughs) All of these chapters are so in depth. So it takes a couple times of reading them to fully understand it and then to write about it. It takes a minute or two just to come up with what exactly is it saying and then how to interpret what it's saying but I'm grateful I get to share it with you. So today's letter is about how to get the patient to be different in each circle that he's in, to act different depending on where he's at. And I feel like this was addressed a lot when I was a teenager. Like the message at youth group was always like, don't act different at school than you do at church. And when you're hanging out with your friends, don't act different than when you would act if you're, when your parents are around. So as an adult, you know, This is kind of addressing what that looks like. And it's interesting because it starts the letter off with get him to be around his work office friends that are rich, smart, superficially intelligent, and brightly skeptical about everything in the world. That's how it describes them. So I'm going to read that to you. It says... I gathered that the middle-aged married couple who called at his office are just the sort of people we want him to know. Rich, smart, superficially intellectual, and brightly skeptical about everything in the world. I gather they are even vaguely pacifist, not on moral grounds, but from an ingrained habit of belittling anything that concerns the great mass of their fellow men, and from a dash of purely fashionable and literary communism. This is excellent, and you seem to have made good use of his social, sexual, and intellectual vanity. Tell me more. Did he commit himself deeply? I don't mean the words. There is a a subtle play of looks and tones and laughs by which a mortal can imply that he is of the same party as those to whom he is speaking. That is the kind of betrayal that you should specially encourage because the man does not fully realize it himself. And by the time he does, you all have made withdrawal difficult. So what this is saying is get him to start changing who he is. And then by the time he does realize that he's been changing and he's been tempted to change, withdrawal will be difficult. He won't want to leave the people because he'll be hooked and he won't want to lose their friendship. And I think it's interesting how it says like it's a subtle play of looks and tones and laughs by which a mortal can imply that he is of the same party. That is so true. I know if someone is similar to me if we just start to kind of say things and the person agrees then you kind of start to open up and say like okay maybe they do believe the same things that I believe so it's very interesting and then it goes on to talk more about him getting to know the people and then he starts to hide his faith it says that he'll feel shame pride modesty and vanity so he'll be like I can't share with them because they won't think the same way as I do But then on the vanity side of like, but I'm better than them because I am a Christian, which we can't fall into that trap either. To go on, it says, all mortals tend to turn into the thing they are pretending to be. 
This is elementary. The real question is how to prepare for the enemy's counterattack. So it's true. If you are pretending to be something that you're not, then you'll turn into that person. And then you'll realize that you've been tempted to do that. You won't know who you are anymore. It'll be like, are these my own thoughts? Are these my own beliefs? Or were they influenced by these people? Who am I? But I like that the end of the sentence says, this, we have to prepare for the enemy's counterattack. God always has a way of bringing out the lies, but then bringing us back to the truth. To go on talking about the counterattack, it says, Since the enemy's servants have been preaching about, quote-unquote, the world, as one of the great standard temptations for 2,000 years, this might seem difficult to do. And they're talking about, get the person tempted. Continued reading. But fortunately, they have said very little about it for the last few decades. That is crazy. So, you know, I feel like I heard it preached a lot growing up in the church about, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, which is Romans 12, too. I feel like I heard that a lot of like, here's the world's standards and here's our standards, and it's just crazy that it says that there's very little talk about this in the last few decades. So I hope that it came back up like in our generation because I definitely feel like I heard that a lot. I grew up knowing that there's a difference, but how we're supposed to act is different than how the world acts. But this is a way that Screwtape is telling Wormwood to tempt the man. And it's so subtle that he doesn't even realize he's being tempted. It's always tempting to want to have what the world has and to act like the world acts. It's easier. It seems like there's no consequences for their actions, even though they live in sin. It goes on to say, If he is a big enough fool, you can get him to realize the character of the friends only while they are absent. Their presence can be made to sweep away all criticism. So this is leading into how he's living a double life. So it's saying, get him to realize the character of the friends when he's not with them and think, oh my gosh, I really don't like how they act. I don't like how they say that. I don't like their beliefs, that kind of thing. But when he sees them, all of that is swept away, all of the criticism. And he thinks, I actually really like these people. They're not as bad as I thought when I was alone. That is part of the lie and part of how to get him to live that way. And it goes on to say, if this succeeds, he can be induced to live, as I have known many humans to live, for quite long periods, two parallel lives. He will not only appear to be, but actually be a different man in each of the circles he frequents. So leading to the double life, you're different in every circle. I think that this can definitely happen on social media as well. It, it's like you live one way on Instagram, but your real life actually is chaos, but it looks tranquil and it looks calm on social media and that's not true or you can look one way at church and then look a different way at your work or one way with your family and another way with your friends this is all such uh, a trap to fall into and we can't be tempted to live that way we have to be authentic and real otherwise we will get lost in who we are so the last thing I want to read you it says Meanwhile, you will of course take the obvious precaution of seeing that this new development induces him to spend more than he can afford and to neglect his work and his mother. Her jealousy and alarm and his increasing evasiveness or rudeness will be invaluable for the aggravation of the domestic tension. This is what Instagram and Pinterest and comparing what we have to other people is all wrapped up in. 
It's saying spend more than you can afford so that your house looks like everyone else's or your car looks like everyone else's and you know, you're comparable to everybody else. Neglect his work and then neglect his relationship with his mom, which will aggravate her and create tension, which that was their goal from the beginning. Every time he prayed for her in the previous letters, it was pray about the things that aggravate you about her. And then him neglecting her is going to lead to more aggravation. It is just crazy, you know, this whole chapter. It, the lessons from it are don't try to keep up with the Joneses. I mean, if you spend more than you have just to impress people, that leaves you feeling guilty for spending the money. And then they're doing the same thing. They're trying to impress you. And that's not what friendship is about. It's not about the things that you have and impressing each other. In friendship, you should be able to be yourself and not have to put on a show of any kind. And then another lie brought to the light today, and maybe this has you thinking about some relationships in your life that you've invested time into, Maybe the Holy Spirit is telling you it's time to give up that friendship. Listen to his guidance. God only wants to help you. He's not trying to hurt you. And so if there's some relationship in your life that he's saying, this needs to be cut off, it's not healthy for you, it's not healthy for them, you need to listen to that prompting. And take an inventory of your life and see, am I different in different situations? Am I different in different circles in my life? And if that's true... Realize, okay, how can I be my authentic self? I can't walk into situations where I'm pretending to be someone I'm not because then I'm living a lie. And that leads just to more lies. And then you don't really know who you are. Maybe that's why society is saying, I don't know who I am because they're trying to be somebody else. And we have to be who God created us to be. So that is letter 10. It was so much more impactful than I thought. And I'm so grateful for that. So I look forward to talking to you guys about letter 11 tomorrow. And yeah, have a great day. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you. And God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week.